I just wanted a very catchy name because a catchy name is very important for a brand. Hey, this is Shuvo and I welcome you to e-commerce growth podcast. Here I talk about how you can turn your e-commerce store visitors into repeat customers. Every week, I bring a successful e-commerce store owner or a thought leader, know the untold campaign behind their success and share them with you. In today's episode, we have Saad, the founder of Benny Bunon. Benny Bunon sells jute products targeting a little upscale customers. To distinguish their brand, they sort of humanized their products by giving each product a name and a background story. Their growth relies on generating demand from word of mouth and retail partnership. In the past two years, the organization has doubled its sales, has opened three outlets, and still has an e-commerce that brings 70% of its sales orders. Today, we'll learn how Benny Bunon grew. Hi, Sat. So tell us a little bit more about your journey till now with Benny Bunon. Hi. So I'll first talk about my family business. Uh, so we export jute-based home decor products like rugs, tabletop items, and baskets. And I've been working there since 2010, mainly working with my buyers uh, with product development and like design development. So that's how I learned a lot about the market and how like the different types of designs you can make with with jute products mm -hmm. and that inspired me to start a brand in Bangladesh because even before my father tried to sell jute products here but it wasn't very successful and I tried to figure out where the gaps were and I thought like mm, the best way to start would be develop building a brand and um, kind of selling a dream like instead of just selling products or trying to make money. So Benny Bunun is pretty interesting name. And how did you come up with the name and how does it resonate your brand as well? Right. So in fact, um, when we were thinking about the name, uh, it was me, my father and my mother sitting in the room. And then we were trying to brainstorm because all our products are braided. And uh, I just wanted a very catchy name because a catchy name is very important for a brand. And my father just all of a sudden, he was like, how about Benny Bunun? And that's how we came up with the name. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, my sister-in-law made the logo. So it was more like a family thing. Mm -hmm. And that's how um, it was really fun for me, the process of building the brand, because it was a family-based thing. And it was more like a very passionate, like a passion project. Mm -hmm. um, but as like I was progressing with the logo and then I thought I'll, I studied photography. So I thought I'll, I'll um, do a proper photo shoot at my own place because from childhood, I lived around jute products since mm -hmm. it's a family business. Mm -hmm. And we had like a lot of nice rugs at home. So I did like 10 photos mm -hmm. and that's how I made a Facebook page. So when you thought about building the brand i can understand the process because let's say jute materials are mm. not that i would say taken upon in countries like bangladesh right. so you wanted to build the brand mm. and target i would say the premium group of people yes so when you wanted to target this premium group of people how did you actually reach these people what was your tactics actually i did not in fact i wanted to target the mass mm -hmm. 
but making them feel like they're buying a premium product. Okay, okay. So that's how I uh, we worked out a competitive pricing, number one. And number two, since we have our own factory, we could manage that. Our products aren't extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. So, but obviously initially we had to target premium customers, but mm -hmm. that's how it set an example for everyone else. What are the ways you reach to these customers, your marketing tactics or growth tactics? Right. So the usual tactic is obviously Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. um, but I did not start in the first two months. In the first two months, I developed like good content so that when somebody enters our page, they see like they can scroll down and see a range of our products. But it's something I think I should note this point that um, I started with literally five designs. Mm -hmm. We have more than 50, 100 designs at the factory ready. The reason why I did that was I thought like when building a brand, if I make everything available at once, um, it's not going to re resonate very well with the customers. Okay. So for the first month, we did not really do any sponsored ads. Mm -hmm. We wanted to develop a design, like every design we named, like a character, mm. like every product is a character, something like that, because we wanted to really sell a dream. We we didn't want to make, like have the impression that we are trying to make money, mm -hmm. just making money. So that kind of helped because there were only like five designs, five unique names. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started doing like very small budget uh, sponsored ads. Mm -hmm. And that's how, like, it, it was more like an experiment. Okay. And um, that's how we figured out our TG initially. Mm -hmm. We wanted to target the mass, but I thought initially we have to target a small group of people to mm -hmm. understand how the products work and also to understand the um, logistics of the business. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when you're selling jute products, mm. I mean, this is not a very essential product. Right. You know? It's not something we need on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. It's something I would say a little bit cultural. Mm. Um, and you can also bring in premium feel as well. So I, I really love the tactics that you wanted to build the brand first, mm. give it a character mm. so that people can resonate as well, uh, and then can buy from you. Uh, so, in terms of buying the uh, product from you, what are the channels you are using? Are you are, are you right. just only available in online, or you are selling offline so as well? Now we are selling offline, but the first year we weren't. So when we started off, we were only focused online, mm -hmm. only Facebook, no website, no physical stores, um, and I was handling all the messages, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because I wanted to see how customers respond and customers' needs. Because in Bangladesh, it, um, most customers like talking. Mm -hmm. Like, like un understand. It's not like Amazon. Like, you just exactly. sit at home and order and it, it arrives. It's getting there and it's good for the businesses. But since it wasn't there, uh, I 100% focused on communicating with the customers as much as possible. Because they're buying a product which will which they'll use for over five years. So... I think that was the most important thing. So when I was looking for employees, I was only looking for query management. Mm -hmm. And I made sure like customers are 
responded to under 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I Maybe that wasn't important enough. But now if I look back, that made all the difference. Because every time we sold a product, we made sure we follow through, follow up. If there were any issues, there were issues. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> we made sure that customers are happy and customers are always right. Mm -hmm. So that really worked well for the first four or five months. And then we partnered up with this furniture brand called Bohu. Mm -hmm. And uh, on a commission basis, uh, we still have our setup there, um, a small setup. But I think that module kind of worked. And I wanted to maximize on that module instead of having a dedicated store because okay. it, it becomes costly and then the lockdown, pandemic. So how much of your sales are coming from online and how much are coming from offline? Okay. I think the first year, 90% of the sales were online. Mm -hmm. Since I guess people weren't still used to going out shopping due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and we weren't also branching out too much. Like... In between the one year, a lot of companies approached us, including Dara's. So even my friends were like criticizing me. Why aren't you giving your products to Dara's? Mm -hmm. You're going to make more money. But I avoided that as much as I can because that was my personal thing. Like Because in order to build a brand, if it's available everywhere, then the brand value kind of, I don't know, according to me, the brand value... Deteriorates. Yeah, deteriorates. Um, so I really wanted to focus on exclusivity. Mm -hmm. So when a customer buys it, she, he or she knows that it's not available everywhere. So mm. they feel special. After the first year, my dream was to enter Unimart because Unimart itself is a brand and it kind of was our target group, mm -hmm. especially in Gulshan. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, one of the procurement managers from Unimart was our customer. So that's how it, it just kind of worked out. And they liked our product so much. They are the ones who approached us. And um, so we started working with Unimart. Uh, it's been over a year now. Mm -hmm. And I think that has helped increase the brand image by a lot because everyone, like now pretty much everyone knows about Benny Moonan through Unimart. Mm -hmm. Uh, because we are available in all their outlets. All right. So as we know that you used your customer reviews as a way to right. increase your sales. So that's sort of your growth tactics as yeah. well. So how did you start that process? So from the very beginning, as I mentioned before, like we are always in touch with our customers. Mm -hmm. um, and we always request for photos. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I think 80% customers, they like sending photos because it's it's like a trend now. For Benny Wunon, like when we post customer photos, they feel special. And at the same time, it works for us because, you know, when you're posting very studio-like shots, like perfect lighting, perfect everything, they think it's not real. Mm -hmm. So the first month, it was like I had like studio photographs of our products and every person was like, uh, please send a real picture. I didn't get it, like, because those are real pictures. Then I realized by real, they mean bad photos or like mobile photos, something like that. Um, so after a few months, I thought, okay, it, it will make my life easier. I don't need to do too many photo shoots. Mm -hmm. Let's just post customer photos. And that has worked really well. When I analyzed 
the past few months back then, I realized that customer photos were getting more likes and more engagement. So do you incentivize for all these reviews or do the customers feel, I would say, uh, special when they post the reviews in your See, page? <clears throat> that's the best part. So th there are no incentives for the customers. Mm -hmm. The only incentive is they feel good when their photo is being posted. And funnily, like there were many customers who messaged us like after two months, mm -hmm. like, you didn't post my photo. <laughs> so, you know, that's fun. Yeah. I would say you are doing the e-commerce as you're doing online, offline sales as well, but you're selling a, a, a premium product. So uh, this is a little bit different than selling the common materials or the commodities as well. So what right. would you say your challenges are? Okay. Um, well, one thing I really tried to avoid a big challenge is uh, like our rugs are more than 2,000 taka, mm -hmm. any rug, mm -hmm. and it ranges from 2,000 to 8,000, mm -hmm. or even more, like depending on the size. So I try to make sure we have smaller products. Mm -hmm. So our like the smallest product is five inch coasters, which is like 55 taka. Whenever a customer was like, oh, your products are very expensive. I try to make sure that we have different options. Like for example, I'll give you a small example. like. A rectangular 4x6 rug, 4x6 feet rug is 4,000. Mm -hmm. And an oval shape of the same size is 20% less. Okay. So when a customer is like, oh, 4,000 is too expensive, we made sure, or I trained my employees to say that, okay, now you have this option, which is 20% less. And obviously, every month we have discount options, and everybody knows how discount works, even if it's 2%. People go crazy. So what are your plans to grow your business to the next level? Okay. Um, for growth, I feel for any retail business is always new products mm -hmm. and new designs because um, customers like that. People like to see new, even if it's the same product in a different design. Like we have a lot of printed designs, which is hand printed. So now I'm trying to focus on <clears throat> like different seasons like Pohela Bushak is coming. Mm -hmm. So we're developing um, some colorful designs for that. This year, I want to focus on seasonal sales, which I learned from my own buyers mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> all this time, it was more like in introducing new designs, new sizes, mm -hmm. or um, new products like baskets and everything. So when we are buying, let's say, one, two rugs, normally, I don't want to buy any rugs in the next six months to 12 months because yeah. I don't need more rugs. Right. Uh, there is a limit to that. So yeah. I think what uh, you should do is to increase your customer base. So do you have any plans on how you can do that? So I think going into physical stores mm -hmm. is already helping in increasing the customer base because there are many customers... Yep who don't really know how to buy online or okay. through the website or Facebook. They're more comfortable buying physically. So like recently we took a container at um, Chef's Table Courtside, so which is a dedicated Benibunon store. Okay. And that's our plan to kind of increase that, but through one single entity. Okay. Then that way we can have our exclusivity. 
Okay, so you're basically focusing on increasing your presence, yeah. I would say, nationally or throughout the country so that more people come and know about it. Right, so like Unimart has huge plans. Even last year, they, they, they are actually planning to open up seven new Unimarts across the country. So, I mean, we decided to stick with them. because You we, are basically riding the wave. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's been great. They're very supportive and they're also happy with our response. Makes sense. Uh, so thank you, Saad. It has been a wonderful session. We learned a lot about your business. Thank you. That will be all for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I'll drop a brand new episode each week. Also, join our Facebook group and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. I'll put the links in the description box. See you in the next episode of e-commerce growth.